HP Podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please remember to drop a sub, drop a like, and leave your thoughts down below in the comments. With that, we will see you guys in the podcast. John, welcome back to the World XP Podcast. We've got our resident sports writer back for the NBA 2022-23 season preview. I think, is this the third year in a row we've done this, I think? I believe so, yes. Wow, that's time Time flies, bro. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. For sure. So uh, for those listening, structure real quick. We'll go through some notable off-season uh, trades or moves uh, slash stories, um, then some players to watch, and then some playoff sort of uh, bubble squads, and then our title contenders, and that's how we'll finish it off. Um, so to start with, obviously, very recently at the time of recording this, Draymond Green is in the news again for punching one of his teammates. The video looked pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, it didn't look pretty. I mean, Draymond, he's always been one to get into altercations, especially, I mean, on the court. Uh, this time, though, it was with a teammate, uh, Jordan Poole, who's a young, great, I mean, three-point specialist. Uh, but he's a great guard. Uh, seemed, based off the video, that Draymond wasn't too enthusiastic with the effort to which Jordan Poole was putting in. And you can obviously tell, like, there was stuff said back and forth. And then kind of Jordan approach. I mean, Jordan and Draymond kind of approached each other. But uh, it was, I mean, especially for a veteran of his age, you shouldn't be punching someone. I mean, and that's just a general rule of thumb. Don't punch someone. Uh, be a good person. I mean, <laughs> you can mouth off, but don't actually. Uh, yeah. Watch him. yeah. So um, it's seeming like he's not really going to be disciplined at all. Is that still is that still the case? Or when oh. disciplined, like internally disciplined? But I know then it says the Warriors yeah. were also looking at who leaked the video and other right. things of that nature. So is that the situation where he might just like get fined and then kind of they'll everyone will move on? Yeah, he might get fined. Maybe he misses a game or two. Nothing major. It's not going to ruin their season unless things progress outside because of this. But I doubt it. I think it's one of these with a well-seasoned team uh, by Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. I mean, it's one of those things where they'll be able to grasp it. I don't see them spiraling. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I think – are they poised for another another big run, I think? I mean, it's hard not to say they won't because, well, whenever you have Steph Curry, it's kind of like LeBron James. Whenever you have a guy of that talent, you're pretty much set to make the playoffs. I mean, it's no guarantee, of course, because we saw years, a couple of years now LeBron's not been able to go anywhere with this L.A. team. Uh, but Steph's a different – he's a different breed. He – Constantly, even when they didn't have play, they had nobody. He was still putting up MVP numbers, hitting threes. I mean, it, they're the defending chance for a reason. Yeah, 100%. Uh, other offseason notables, we've got the Ime Odoka story, the, the Celtics coach. Um, we've got the Suns owner. Um, we can go through those a little bit. Are there any others that were sort of missing? I mean, any other big yeah. ones? Yeah, there's not many. I mean, it's been a weird off season. Uh, first off, it started like first it started as a usual off season. Okay, maybe there's a trade here and there. I mean, we had a quite a uh, few big ones like Malcolm Brogdon going from the Pacers to the Celtics, uh, Rudy Gobert, um, him going to Minnesota, and uh, kind of uh, the Jazz just kind of like I don't know. Just getting ring everybody between Gobert and then Donovan Mitchell went to Cleveland. I mean, it's it started out like that, and then unfortunately we were sidelined uh, by first the Suns news, and that's been an ongoing thing uh, with their owner um, and how the workplace was conducted. And then we had Ima Adoka, um, who's again led the Celtics to NBA Finals, almost won the championship. Uh, unfortunately, he was having a, a, a relations with someone within the workplace. Uh, doesn't seem like he really was. 
it feels like somebody people knew about it, um, at least a couple of the higher ups, but it was never reported, which breached protocols. Um, but the unfortunate part is that he has a wife, and for his wife then to find out, that's terrible. Yeah. So he'll be suspended for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, is that that's set in stone? There's no appeals or anything with that. Like that's that's done and no. dusted. No, no, it's set in stone, and it's it's not the same thing, but it's uh, kind of similar to which um, how the Houston Astros they got caught with their scandal. You had, and then Dusty Baker comes in. I mean, he's a great manager, but uh, same sort of thing where it's like the manager gets suspended one year, and that's I mean Boston's used to this. They had Alex Cora with the Red Sox. He had, he was suspended a whole year. Uh, by the Red Sox, MLB, but this is this is set in stone. There's no appeal to this. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, you talked some trades: Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, um, Brogdon. Are there any like any that are going to sort of change the landscape of like for those who who've been kind of paying attention? Right, we're not going to see any new teams really challenging for. It's going to be the same: the Bucks, Celtics, Warriors. Uh, Miami, Brooklyn, Philly, um, out west, Phoenix, uh, Dallas will be in there, I, I assume, as well. Is it, it going to be that same group, really? Yeah, it, it's really going to be that same group. Um, I mean, the only one, the only team that I could see really shaking up the group didn't actually make any big moves in the offseason, but they're getting back someone, and that would be the Clippers getting back uh, Kawhi. Because when Kawhi and uh, PG-13 were together, that was a force to be reckoned with. Oh, and they've got John Wall. So I guess we'll, right. we'll, see, and John how, Wall. we'll see how right. John Wall looks. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's a bit older now. Not sure. The speed, yeah. I'm sure, is still there yeah. to a certain extent. But right. Um, so the, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Because he said he did he do he did he play at all last season? A couple games, mm-hmm. maybe. I think he played a couple games, but no, he was with Houston the entire time, and well, he just kind of sat there. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So players to watch then, mm-hmm. um, players that have maybe gone under the radar a bit, players that, um, like, we're not going to, like, the non-LeBrons and Stephs, like, everybody knows about them, but maybe some, like, up-and-coming guys or some guys that look like like a John Wall that sat out last year, look to see how they're doing. What are some What are some names on your list of players to watch? Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's kind of been weird uh, this offseason, but, I mean, we did, we had the, there's a draft as usual, that went on. Unfortunately, Chet Holmgren uh, suffered a season-ending injury during the preseason. Uh, He looked very promising at times um, for the Thunder, and he'll come back. I mean, just look at, I mean, it's kind of a, it's not the same thing, but it's a similar thing. Uh, Not the same injury, but Joel Embiid, he got injured, was out like the first two years, came back. MVP type caliber player. So Chet's, he's going to be back. Um, but the guy I really see as far as rookie of the year, like coming out on his own is going to be uh, Keegan Murray. Uh, he was a power forward for Iowa, um, had a tremendous uh, preseason for the Sacramento Kings. And the Kings have been in this, I mean, never since the days of Mike Bibby, I mean, uh, Stojakovic, uh, they've really been absent from the whole NBA uh, you could have put an NBA D-League team, and they maybe have a better shot at winning at something. Uh, but I think Sacramento's got something special there. Uh, but it's going to be interesting with that team because I've always seen them as this is the year to break out, but nothing's come together. And that's the unfortunate part. Is, is Buddy Heald still there? Uh, yeah, so Buddy Heald's still there. I mean, they got um, they got their main guys, and there's been a lot of talks like, Hey, are we going to trade Heald? Are we going to trade Halliburton? Are we going to like, cause they have, it's kind of like, why do you have so many point guards? Why do you keep doing this? But um, no, actually Heald's gone. Heald was traded. They still have Fox. They have Kevin Herter. Um, of course they drafted Davion Mitchell out of Baylor two years ago. Um, and then they added they, through the trade with Indiana last year, they added Sabonis, mm-hmm. um, so they got him at the center position. Oh, that that was the heel the heel trade. Yeah, gotcha. Nice. Um, 
All right, who else you got on your players to watch list? Um, yeah, so I think my big ones, I mean, I look at the Mavericks. Mavericks, again, I mean, you got Luke, uh, he pretty much runs the team. Uh, but they they traded for, um, yeah, they traded with Atlanta. I'm trying to think if it was Christian Wood, that's who it is. Uh, and he, three years ago, a tremendous power forward came out on his own. Currently, he's, like, projected to come off the bench. But they tra- they traded quite a bit to the Rockets in order to acquire him. Like, they traded uh, the 26th pick in the draft, which ended up being Wendell Moore out of Duke, uh, shooting guard forward. Uh, Marquise Chris, former first-round pick out of University of Washington. Uh, uh, Trey Burke, and then everyone's beloved uh, Boban, uh, him in his seven-foot John Wick frame. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he he was great for Atlanta, and it's kind of been like he's he was traded from Atlanta then to Houston, and it's kind of been like where'd he go? Well, I think he's going to come back, especially since maybe he not he doesn't get those big minutes to start out with, but I think they're going to really need him when when t- push comes to shove because well, Luca can't do it all. Yeah. What is his game reminiscent of? Is he more of a stretch type guy or is he like a above the rim type guy? Like so, how, like how is he going to fit in with that team? Yeah, it's going to, and that's another interesting thing is how is he going to fit? Because, okay, they, their main guy who they acquired through free agency is going to be JaVale McGee. That's going to be the center. Mm-hmm. Um, JaVale's a bit older now. He's been around the league. He's still pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but he's older. Um, and then they got rid of Boban, who was their backup. Uh, and then I think they had Finney Smith listed at their forward position. So they're, aside from McGee, they're kind of small in a way. Um, of course, Luca's not really a small guard, but um, as much, but still pretty small. So I think Christian Wood's going to be kind of a rim protector. Um, kind of use him for baseline, maybe some uh, hook shots. Uh, he doesn't really shoot the perimeter, um, not one of those forwards, but he'll be good for rebounds, uh, putbacks, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I want to touch on John Wall a bit just because he was one of my favorite players when he was in Washington, mm-hmm. and we've kind of seen his career almost nosedive in, in a sense. So is he right. healthy now? What's his situation looking like with the Rockets? What sort of John Wall should should we be expecting uh, coming into this season? Because uh, on paper, if you remember John Wall of old with PG and Kawhi, that's basically championship contender almost. Um, yeah. So what sort of John Wall are we looking at here? Well, we're looking at not the John Wall that we had back, uh, back there in Washington when he was all-star caliber, but um, I mean – the Clippers, I mean, they're going to have Reggie Jackson probably start at the guard, point guard position because, well, he's their starter. Um, and he knows the system very well. But they just they just traded away Patrick Beverly. I mean, Patrick Beverly is now with the Lakers. He used to be with the Clippers. Um, so he's kind of filled in that second position. The backup, I'm thinking this is going to be sort of like Derrick Rose when he came back for the, came back from injury, but for the Knicks which he'll really come back and make an impact, uh, but not all-star caliber. No. Mm. So, they're, so well, with Kawhi, then they might be up in the playoffs at, at some point. They've got the talent, too, anyways. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Who else? Oh, did uh, – I saw – did Blake Griffin get traded? Um, no, he signed with the Celtics. Oh, he signed with um, the Celtics. Yeah. Celtics, they signed Danilo Gallinari, uh, but then Gallinari overseas suffered, suffered a season-ending injury. Um, Blake Griffin signed not too long after that, and that's right, um, which kind of helps uh, kind of helps ease the pain, but losing Gallinari, I mean, even before you even get him, is pretty significant because he would have definitely helped with their height and the fact that they traded a whole bunch of guys in order to get Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. So is Blake, is he, he's another one that didn't, he's kind of in the John Wall category for me in terms of like, didn't play a whole lot. The talent obviously is there. 
Right. But what sort of Blake are we getting in Boston? Is he gonna mm-hmm. like big big ish minutes or is it gonna be more bit part off the bench experience type role? No, it's gonna be more off the bench because you got Tatum. I mean, you just added Brogdon who will probably he might be on the bench. It all depends on whether or not they start him or Derek White um at shooting guard. Of course you have Marcus Smart as point guard. Um, you put Jalen Brown at small forward, Tatum at the power forward, and then center is going to be Al Horford, mm-hmm. um, especially with Daniel Theis now gone. Right. Um, but he's going to be one of these, like, uh, Blake, um, two years ago when he was in the playoffs uh, for Brooklyn, kind of a high-energy guy off the bench, which Boston really thrived on the last postseason because they had Grant Williams kind of serve that role, and Grant and Horford kind of just brought up this electricity for them. Yeah. Grant Williams killed us, us being Miami. He killed us in the playoffs last year off the bench. Yeah. That was very annoying to watch for yeah, sure. And uh, Kobe was his name. Kobe white, I think is the other one. Yeah. Is he still there as well? Um, no. So it wasn't Kobe white. Kobe white's the guard for, he's a guard with uh, Chicago. Um, oh, that's right. He was Who's drafted one? out of UNC, but it's, it's, uh, it's Derek White. Derek oh, White guard right. out of Colorado. That's right. That's, yeah, hidden threes coming off the bench. Yeah, wild game seven. He had like a Steph Curry. Like I was like, oh my god. It's like it would happen. It would be this game seven. Yeah. Um. Any other notables to watch? Any other movers? I know we touched on Brogdon a little bit. I think he'll really help them playmaking wise. They sort of lacked that a little bit. Like in half-court setting um, with the decision-making, the passing. Obviously, Tatum and Brown can playmake, but they're not the greatest passers in the world. Um, Anyone else notable that we – oh, how about Cleveland? That's where Donovan Mitchell ended up in Cleveland, right? So are they – what is the situation with them? Because I I keep hearing that they, like, might be kind of good, and then they add Donovan Mitchell, and it's kind of like, what's going on over there? Yeah, so as far as Cle- uh, Cleveland's end, it's kind of like I don't see him. I see him as uh, later uh, back of the pack playoff team, uh, maybe like a six, seven, or eight. Um, don't see him as making that huge jump to the top five just because the top five are pretty good. Um, but yeah, they were great last year. I mean, you have Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, who's stepping up since being drafted. He's really uh, blossoming. Uh, now you have Okoro, a small forward out of Auburn. Uh, he's really getting better. Uh, you got Karis LeVert off the bench. Uh, and he's fortunately getting healthier, healthy from when he got injured. You have Kevin Love. Uh, he's an our bench kind of forward center. And then you have Darius Garland, who got a big extension uh, to play the point guard position alongside uh, Donovan Mitchell. It's a pretty good. That's a pretty good group there. Yeah, definitely is. But the uh, the problem is then, of course, your big guys, your starting five, are going to play huge minutes. But then it's kind of a drop off. That's the problem, is because then you go to behind Garland is Raul Neto. Um, okay, he's not biggest guy, but then there's like, okay, if you sub out Mitchell, then your next guy could be either it'd be then Levert. Akoro or like us, uh, CD Osman. And then it's like, okay, behind Akuro at his position is then Levert Osman. So it's like the same guys are technically the backups to each other. So that's the problem. Mm. I see. Yeah. Osman is still there. That's weird because you always heard about how they were the Cavaliers were basically just a horrible, horribly run organization mm-hmm. when LeBron was there. And it seems like yeah. did they like all of a sudden decide that they wanted to make better choices? Yeah, I mean, it's it was a kind of weird time between LeBron leaving and then, of course, now because like they drafted Mobley, but then at that same time they go and add. Jared Allen, who was a free agent at the time from Brooklyn, to like a hundred plus million dollar contract. So you got like technically at the time you had two centers, um, and and then you had Kevin Love, of course, still on the team. 
And then you had Garland, Sexton. Sexton's now gone. He's with Utah. Um, but it was it was weird. But a lot of this team wasn't even – isn't really Cleveland to begin with. And that's with every NBA team. Like, the only guys who are technically Cleveland is really Mobley and Okoro – or Mobley, Okoro, and Garland. Yeah, Garland. Garland's Cleveland. But all these other guys, like Mitchell, Allen, Lavert, even Kevin Love, they were never Cleveland's to begin with. Sure, but they still had to sign them and like get yeah. all the get them all like kind right. of together, which is weird to yeah. me because I don't like. It was all. It always felt like before mm-hmm. that they were just never going to be any good if Braun wasn't there. Yeah. Um. Just due to like the front office being like mm-hmm. incompetent, basically. But it seems like they've they've signed some good players, made some decent trades, and now they're in a position to maybe. Do they have assets? Are they are they in a position to keep going up, or are they or is like this their ceiling? Unless they like get get lucky in the draft or something like that. Yeah, so there's not much as far as getting lucky in the draft. The reason being is because they acquired Donovan Mitchell, so they lost their 2025 first rounder, the 2027 first rounder, their 2029 first rounder. Because I think it's trade wise, yeah, trade wise, you're not allowed in the NBA to trade back to back first round picks. Like back, you couldn't do like a 2025, 2026. Right. But then what they did between those years is they also gave the 2026 pick swap and then the 2028 pick swap. So for the next few years, they're very invested in Mitchell, which is no problem because he's very young, highly talented. But that also leaves you very vulnerable to, hey, if he gets injured, if he doesn't work out, uh, just a lot of things going wrong at the same time. But I don't think they're going to be in that situation. I don't. Yeah. I think. But it's a heavy investment, especially with him, um, Jared Allen's huge, huge contract, and then these young guys like um, Mobley. Mobley's mm-hmm. got a few more years on his, but Okoro's contract's going to be coming up. So it's a lot of balance. Is Mitchell really a one, a first option on a championship team? I do, it doesn't. It never seemed to me like he was. I don't know if he just wasn't surrounded by the right guys in Utah, but like he seems more of like a. If you really want to be a championship, you've got to have like him as a player like him as like your number two option. But I don't know if that's just inaccurate at all. No, no, I I, I do feel that way as well. Um, when I look at him, I kind of see like okay, uh, I see. I'm not the same player, not style-wise, nothing whatsoever related, but I see more along the lines of, like, Dwayne Wade or even right now Jimmy Butler to where it's like you really need another guy along him to in order to make the next step. Like, I never felt in, in as a Philadelphia fan, like, Jimmy Butler, he's that number one guy, and obviously they didn't because all Joel Embiid's there and they traded Butler um, for a bag of Skittles. But um, – yeah, I, I just think I think they need someone else. I think it's – but honestly, I I think it's just the problem is there's just so many other teams with number one guys that outmatch him. Like, yeah. Even though they're not the same position, he's not a Giannis. He's not an Embiid. He's not a Jokic. And just in the East alone, Embiid, Giannis, Tatum. Durant. Butler, you could even argue Duran. I mean, you could argue all, uh, like even um, maybe even aside from Duran, uh, Kyrie, yeah. at least when he's healthy and playing. Yeah. And then also there's only a limited number of those guys around. And like when teams right. have two of them, like when Brooklyn has two of them, mm-hmm. or like if LA, well, depending on what Anthony Davis wants to do with himself, right? Has, they have two of them, like there's only so many that can go around and that leads us kind of where like the last 10 years, it feels like either you're challenging for a championship or you're just getting rid of everything and basically waiting for LeBron and Steph to retire. Right. So, but it seems to have opened up a bit more, uh, at least in the East anyways. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think it's really like something uh, like the top five. Well, actually I'd say, yeah, top five is pretty locked. You can, you can argue the order but it's between like Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Miami, and Brooklyn. Because mm-hmm. even if you have a, something weird going on in Brooklyn, you're still like right now, for instance, 
you still got Kevin Durant or you still got a, uh, Kyrie. Um, and then it's the back three that's really like the six, seven, eight seed that's kind of a toss up because you got Toronto. They've got a good young core that they're making um, with Ananobi. I mean, you could say Siakam and then you got Van Vliet and then you have their new piece um, for Florida State as well. Um, but then you got like Chicago, Cleveland. You could even toss in Washington. I mean, especially with, I mean, they just drafted Johnny Davis from Wisconsin, who's a good guard. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that shakes up. So your last sort of, if you had to pick your, well, I guess it's nine, isn't it, with the playoff, with the, or with the playing yeah. game? So like, if, you're, if you were to pick your nine, um, and obviously we just did the first the first yeah. five. Uh, we won't go into, like, orders ordering for that one. But if you were to pick your last four in, who who would those be? Yeah, so because of that weird format, I think there's a nine and a ten because I did that whole playing game, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. So then my last four going, like, six to ten would be Toronto, Chicago, Cleveland, and then I would say – I'd say then Atlanta, and then it's it's a real toss up between then the Knicks, the Wizards, and Charlotte. But Charlotte, I mean, still waiting on what happened to Lamelo yesterday. Between, I mean, he got injured during their game against the Wizards. But I would probably, honestly, I'd give the edge still to the Knicks though, over the Wizards. Hmm. That's interesting that we got like I think we named off like eleven or twelve in the East that could potentially like be, be at least competitive in some way, shape right. or form. So it's the, the conference yeah. seems pretty deep. Okay. So for the West, then who are your, we'll just say you're like 10, yeah. your 10 teams. Yeah. So golden state, they're defending champs. They're obviously yep. number one. Um, two, I have Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's been a lot of off season drama, be it the ownership as well as Deandre Ayton's contract. Um, there was a lot of discontent, uh, discontent and kind of a, a barrier between the two sides in an agreement, but they got something done. So I still think Phoenix is a number two. Uh, then this becomes interesting of who's the three, who's the four, who's the five, because I have at three, the Clippers with Kawhi bouncing back. Um, and then four, I have Memphis, given they're a great young, talented guards. Mm-hmm. John Morant, Dylan Brooks. I mean, the list goes on and on with them. But right behind him, though, you got Luca because Luca is one of those players who can carry a team. Um, so that'd be five. Dallas six. I have Denver. Uh, Denver. They're going to be getting a few guys back from injury. Um, mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, right? Jamal Murray. Yeah, he's I the mean, big one. Michael Porter Jr. is mm-hmm. always somehow injured. Um, and then seven would be Minnesota. Minnesota just added Rudy Gobert. So you got the you got the two big towers in Gobert and now Carl Anthony Towns, um, in addition to Anthony Edwards. Eight and nine, it's going to be interesting because you got the Pelicans and you got the Lakers. Pelicans, looks like finally Zion's back into shape. It took him a whole year um, to recover from a foot injury, but he looks pretty good. Uh, but at the same time, I highly doubt the Lakers aren't going to aren't going to make the playoffs another year because that's not something LeBron lets happen. Let, let, yeah, that doesn't happen on his watch. So I would I would say honestly I'd say the Lakers at eight, and then shortly behind them is going to be Pelicans at nine, and then the final ten team who could be a real wild card is. Portland, Portland's interesting in that, well, they got rid of McCollum. They still have Damian Lillard, who's mm-hmm. coming back from his injury. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, but then you got kind of, they got Anthony uh, Simons. They got Josh Hart. They got a lot of these, like, players that were with former teams that had, like, a good year at one point or were, like, going lights out. Like Gary Gate in the second, they added. Um, mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, Josh Hart, he had a great uh, postseason with the Lakers at one point. 
what a lot of the guys who you just don't think of, but they're going to now be getting quality playing time. So that's a real toss up. If like, yeah. if you get two or three of those guys, like having real good seasons, like right. in the like 15 to 20, like 15 to 20 points a game right. mark, then you could be looking at them even like mm-hmm. bumping up into like the seven, eight slot really. Right. But I think even with Damian back, I doubt they're going to be in the same. Honestly, I think there's a big drop off after the Lakers, Calkins. Hmm. Yeah. Got you. All right. So those are the kind of bubble teams, the teams on the edge. And if you're going to go to contenders, um, and then we can go, we'll start with the East and we'll go kind of, uh, I think right after those five, um, yeah. there's a bit of a drop off. So we can start with those five in the East, kind of how they match up with one another very briefly. We don't have to go through every single matchup, yeah. but, um, and then we'll do the same with, with the West. Yeah. So, uh, usually you go with the defending champ to to then repeat um, unless there's a major overhaul or retirement sort of thing. But in this instance, I don't have that happening. I have the Bucks as the best team in the East uh, simply because, well, they, they have a head coach who didn't get fired um, or at least, uh, well, suspended. Um, but they re-signed Bobby Portis, which is a big thing, and then they uh, signed Joe Ingles. Um, that's small forward in free agency. From that's Portland. a big pickup. Yeah. He's, a, he's so, a player, man. In the playoffs, yeah. he always plays well. Yeah. And they didn't, the big thing is they didn't lose anybody of significance. So just adding more talent and then bringing back the same guys. Uh, I I see that, that as a recipe for success. They just got to make sure Middleton stays healthy. I think that's the big thing. So how do they match up against the other four? Cause I think, um, they lost to the Celtics, right? Right. They um, lost game seven. Yeah. That's right. So how do they match up with the other, um, the other, those other top four? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I mean, you got a point guard, Drew Holiday, who's a great two-way guard. Um, so he matches pretty much with anyone as far, now, as far as defense goes, uh, he's the best. Uh, offensively, he'll put up a decent stats usually between uh, 15, 20, um, sometimes less, a little bit less. But he contributes very well and is the best defensive point guard in the East, aside from Ben Simmons, if you consider him a point guard. Um, But as far as matchups go, I really think the only team that could honestly give them a headache if they were to match up in the playoff, well, there would be two teams. Two teams being, I mean – yeah, they were beaten by Boston, but I don't think that's the problem. I think it's more along the lines of um, Miami and then Philadelphia would be the biggest problems uh, simply because they have an interior guy like like Embiid um, for the Sixers and then for the Heat, it's going to be a big bam bam. But they've got big centers who can really disrupt the paint and cause problems because Giannis isn't a three-point shooter. He, he's he's a guy in the paint, struggles oftentimes with the, the line, shooting free throws. But those are the teams that I think would give him a headache. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, number two, who do you got at two? you have Boston at two? Right, so I have Boston okay. at two. Um, I know they just lost their head coach and all that, but even though they lost them, they've, they've, know, they've known it for a good month month and a half now so they've gotten used to their new head coach uh but they're bringing back the same guys mark i mean they got the same lineup mark smart Derek white jalen brown tatum horford uh but then they of course added brogdon which was a huge uh pickup um i know they signed uh gallinari but he got injured and then they got blank blake griffin rolling off the bench now in place of uh daniel feiss essentially so who are the teams that would give them matchup troubles yeah so i think it's going to be the same type of teams um i i think just they've got great guards so that's so they've got like marcus smart who can cancel you out uh defensively he's a big and these are boston's made up of a lot of like high intensity like when they're on they'll really get the crowd revved up and kind of their team revved up like smart and Horford. Uh, Tatum's, I think he's remarkably underrated. 
he always kind of has been. Because um, I think of him kind of like a Kawhi Leonard, maybe not as good defensively. Uh, no, obviously not as good defensively, but he's just one of those guys who it, it's really hard to stop him. I mean, and so I honestly think, again, I would say the Sixers simply because they have five one small forward who can match up against him. Uh, and then I would probably say, I mean, I'd, I'd say Brooklyn and maybe even the Bucks. I say Brooklyn because if they need to, they can switch up Durant to play someone else. I mean, Durant could guard him, but if they need to, they could put Simmons on him uh, because he's a great defender and stop him. And then as far as the Bucks go, well, you have Giannis, and then you got, uh, let's say, a healthy Middleton. That, mm-hmm. would, that would do some help. Gotcha. All right, number three, who you got? In the in the East, yeah. So number three, again, it was kind of a toss up between three and four. I chose Philly at three. Um, you biased fan, you wearing your Philly yes, There is a little bias. There is a little <laughs> bias, but why I say Philly at three over Miami? Miami has four, is because James Harden, and what I mean by that is a James Harden. He's gotten healthier. He's lost a lot of weight, like unnecessary weight. So he's He's moving better uh, because he hasn't been moving well in the past two years. Uh, But I also say that because he also took a huge cut as far as his contract to re-up with the Sixers and actually win a title and do something. So it allowed them to make moves like add P.J. Tucker, add Montrez Harrell from uh, Charlotte, and then add Daniel House Jr. from Utah. So his – his ability to say, hey, I'm doing, I'm taking this cut, go sign other guys that will help us win, was big. Not only to, hey, being able to do that, but B, locker room, like it's a big locker room thing when you're taking a pay cut to help out the team like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, P.J. Tucker's a big pickup, and he's a big loss for us as well. So um, teams that would give you the the two teams that would give the the Sixers the most trouble matchup-wise, in your opinion. Um, So I'm going to stick with the ones, arguably the ones we dislike the most, the fan bases we like the most um, right now in the East. Uh, First being Boston. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boston, there's always been that rivalry. Uh, But why I say Boston is because of, well, Tatum. But then you, it's more so not as much Tatum. The guy who would cause trouble for us would be Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Those are the guys to which I would say cause the most trouble because, well, they have a knack for it. Um, and then you add, of course, Brogdon into that mix. And the guards is where Philly kind of has been a little bit uh, slow on, especially after losing Simmons. Yeah, they have uh, – uh, they have – of course, Tyrese Maxey, um, but they just needed a little bit of help and adding like House Jr. and such, that definitely helps. Um, but I would say, of course, Boston and then Brooklyn. Brooklyn, the reason being is, well, Kevin Durant. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. So Miami at four. Yeah. What do you think about them? What are your thoughts on them? So I put Miami right behind the Sixers. The main part was, of course, yeah, the Sixers added a few pieces, but also they added P.J. Tucker from Miami, mm-hmm. which is, like you are saying, a big loss. Um, now, Miami, they didn't do many big moves, but they made a lot of re-signing. Like, they re-signed Oladipo, they re-signed uh, Dwayne Dedman, their mm-hmm. center, uh, backup center, and then, of course, they re-signed uh, Caleb Martin. That was the we, uh, we extended uh, Hero as well. Yeah, and that too. So... There wasn't as many, like, additions, but it was just, hey, we're bringing back guys. They're happy because they're now getting paid sort of thing. But anytime you got Jimmy Butler, especially the caliber of basketball he was playing, he's been playing with Miami, they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. It's just I'm kind of waiting on, like, hey, is one of these other guys going to make an evolution, a next step? Heroes kind of – he was great at the beginning, but then he kind of, like, went into the background – um, I'm waiting for like uh, Bam to just become this top three, top five, like well, not top three, top five center. And I'm just, I'm just waiting for another guy to step up alongside of Butler. 
That's my yeah. I think um, some of the undrafted guys like Max Struess and uh, Vincent and Caleb right. Martin, and there's a few others that if they make another step forward, yeah. um, and Duncan Robinson as well. He's in preseason. He's been in the paint a, a, a lot more than normal. Than normal. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I like. I don't know. I don't like in terms of the matchup question. Like obviously Durant, but like we've got like enough like enough I'd say good defenders to like Durant like Durant is a a yeah. little bit of a different animal but like I'm not really worried about any of the other ones really like Philly we have Butler that we can put on Harden and Bam can Embiid is right. obviously difficult for right. Bam but like then with the Bucks like Butler can go on Middleton and bam, in the paint against Giannis, like those are like, like obviously they're gonna get theirs, but like they're not gonna kill yeah. us for fifty every night because we've got yeah. decent and got like we we got good defenders in all the positions. So I don't know. No, I, I think I think there. I don't think there's really any team that matches like really matches well against Miami per se. I think the problem is. Miami, they had a lot of great young guys, like especially guard position, but they're heavily. The problem is they have their main guard is Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. who's often while well, he's older, he's now. It's like okay, he's probably going to get injured at some point, so then we got to go to Gabe Vincent, and then we got to go to Tyler Hero, and and then of course losing PJ Tucker, you have a rookie right now, Haywood Highsmith, who's playing the power forward position, like he's starting. And you could put Duncan Robinson there, but then it's like that whole, we keep pulling from this position, like I was mentioning with the Cavaliers, which then causes, well, our bench is then kind of depleted. Mm-hmm. Um, or Slash, our starters just aren't as good as they once were. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. If we, yeah. I don't really know who's available in terms of like, um, that like Blake Griffin would have been a nice pickup, I think, for us just to like fill that void, like a player like that. But I don't really know. Is anyone yeah. available? Not really. Not really. Not really. I mean, most guys are off the block by now. Not that really that would. And you don't want to bring in a guy. I mean, you could always bring in a guy, of course. But at this point, if you were going to bring in someone, you would have done it already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically speaking, you could maybe. I mean, I know you drafted Jovich, mm-hmm. Nikola Jovich. You could bring him up at some point. Uh, he's more of a small forward. Um, but you could bring him up, to which would cause a little bit of more flexibility um, for the other positions. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I tr- Coach Bo has been yeah. doing been great good. for like yeah. 12 years now. So I'm not particularly worried. I don't know that we'll win a championship, but – Although I do, I do think like this is this might be like the biased Miami fan of me, but like if yeah. if we had beat um, Boston last year, mm-hmm. I think we like match up as well as anybody with uh, with Golden State defensively, just like the amount yeah. of like athleticism and length we have on the wings. So I don't know. I don't think we would have beat them, but that would have been cool. No, All right, uh, Brooklyn's the last one. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn. Again, it's it's a lot of uh, it's like a circus there. Um, you never know what you're going to see. Um, you could see a Kyrie, a KD, or even a Ben Simmons, but at the same time, you might go a second time and you might not see the same thing. Um, so, I think as of right now, it seems like I'm seeing a lot of. I've been watching the preseason. I see a lot of KD. I see a lot of Ben Simmons now. Um, Simmons looks about the same. Not really. He's getting back to his routine. I think that's the only thing. But um, KD is KD. Ben's going to be Ben. Kyrie, I haven't seen anything, but that's because I think he's a little bit injured or he might be making that up. I don't know. Um, But it's – they've got great starters. That's no question about that. They have three possible – like – all-star caliber starters. Mm-hmm. Problem becomes who goes in after them. Like 
Patty Mills, he's good, but was injured a lot last season. Then you have TJ Warren. He was great one year and kind of dropped off since. And he's actually out right now uh, with an injury. And then their backups are then like, oh, Patty Mills, Cam Thomas, who isn't a bad shooter. Um, Seth Curry, Seth Curry's pretty good. Of course, I miss him. But um, Royce O'Neal at small forward, and then De'Aaron Sharp, uh, the former UNC center, as the backup. And you throw in a, a Marquise Morris. It just doesn't, like, you're going to have those guys play, like, pretty much the whole game. But after a certain amount of time, that's going to take a toll on you. Like, once you get to the playoffs. And I just think, as good as KD is, the problem is then, can I really, can you really trust them to do what they need to come playoff time? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is Joe Harris still there? Yeah, so he is still there. He was injured a lot of last all last year, or a lot of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there. He's going to be their starting shooting guard, probably. Um, so you got, of course, Kyrie at point, Joe at shooting guard, KD at small forward, Ben Simmons at whatever position, probably power forward. Um, seems like that's where they're going to put him. Um, and then you have Claxton at the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, it's kind of that drop-off of, oh, Claxton is good, but is he a great center? No. He's not even a top 15. And then it's like some of the, some of these spots they're very vulnerable at. So that's the problem there is their, their big positions. Cause Ben's big, like he's big, but he's mm-hmm. not, he's not a traditional power forward. And then Claxton's big, but he's not the greatest power forward. So then it's that vulnerable power forward center position, which I was mentioning earlier, as far as Boston goes, trying to exploit them. Because, well, they don't have a Giannis. They don't have an Embiid. They don't have a Bam. Yeah. So who you got? So you got Bucks in the finals then? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, if Middleton can stay healthy alongside Drew Holiday and Giannis, I, I just don't see anyone really jumping. Yeah, on. fair enough. All right, West. We'll go top. I think it was more four. Top four, wasn't it, with them, with the West? Yeah, so, yeah, it was more in the top four, I think, so too. Um, I don't know, top four, top five, it's kind of a toss-up. But anyways, Golden State won. I mean, they can punch their own teammates. They're still going to be number one um, because they have Steph, Clay, maybe Draymond, depending on well, discipline activity. Um, but regardless, as long as you have a healthy Steph, healthy Clay, and some bench guys, mm-hmm. You're you're making the playoffs. Um, there's no doubt about that. And with a co- seasoned coach and Steve Kerr, who's won multiple titles now, I just don't see anybody taking over them. Yeah. Anyone giving them significant amounts of trouble out west? Um. No. I mean, honestly, aside from themselves. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think it's again. I don't see. I don't see it as more as everyone else. I think it's more themselves, though. Uh, well, not because of the punching. More so, it's because hey, they drafted James Wiseman, number one overall pick, like three years ago now, and he's still searching to see where he is, what he's going to do, because they've been waiting on him. Uh, they have Kaminga, Jonathan Kaminga, who's mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, so it's another year for him. Uh, he'll be the backup power for it. Uh, but again, it seems like if anything's going to beat him, it'd be themselves. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, Phoenix, you got next. They have yeah. still – well, they still have pretty much their, their top three guys, right. so they'll be good again, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I think it's a similar thing to if anyone's going to beat him, it's going to be themselves. Uh, this time, I say more along the lines of A, Chris Paul's health. That's always a question mark. Uh, B, though, the whole DeAndre Ayton stuff, that was during the preseason before he signed his contract because he wasn't very happy 
And even though the contract was done, he doesn't seem still thrilled to be there. Um, and that can cause a real problem in the locker room and with the chemistry in, on, in and on the court. Yeah. So, All right, and then who did you have three? Uh, so three are the Clippers. That's right. Um, so a lot of people have the Clippers as more as a four or five after Memphis, mainly after Memphis. I chose them over Memphis simply because while Memphis did get some exposure to the playoffs, they don't have seasoned stars like Paul George, Kawhi, or you could even argue the other two, like Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris. They don't have these seasoned guys to have been there, kind of done that. So I think then that's what gives the Clippers a little bit of an edge. And then you have, like, behind Reggie Jackson is a guy, John Wall, who he's been several places, but has never really seen playoff success. So he's probably very motivated this year because now he sees, oh, I've got these two younger guys who are superstars. I really want my championship. Yeah. Yeah. So do they – I feel like they match up pretty well. again. Who do they have at their center's position? Because I was going to say, I feel like they match Uh, up quite well with um, with Phoenix. Yeah, they have Zubak. Mm. Yeah. Um, Zubak's been there for a few years. Um, and like Phoenix, they have DeAndre Ayton. He's, he's a great center. Uh, but they can outplay him given that they have a Kawhi and a Paul George and Reggie Jackson game and a good uh, kind of two way guard. As well. Yeah, because you can just stick PG on right. or a Kawhi on Booker. And then, right. yeah, I feel like they match up quite well. They would, yeah. All right, and then Memphis is at four. Memphis is at four. Um, John Moran, uh, he's the next big thing. Uh, he's like AI second version. Um, but Memphis, they're still pretty young. Again, they got a little bit of playoff exposure last year. Um, unfortunately, they kind of got injured toward the tail end that as mm-hmm. well. Um, the problem is they're just so young. Um, so they've got great young starting lineup between Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, John Moran. Um, but then it's like, it's, it's like the Miami problem. Okay. Who's your power forward? Can you name it? Can, even if you're a Memphis fan, can you name me who your power forward is? Zach Randall. Probably not, <laughs> Probably not because it's a guy from Loyola, Maryland, who you drafted last year in the back of the first round, Santiago. Uh, Aldama, <laughs> who's like, he's from where? Um, and so that's the problem is they're just so young. I mean, even yeah. our bench, Tyus Jones, Zaire Williams, Xavier Tillman, they're all, Brandon Clark, they're all under 30. Yeah. So, so they don't strike me. They don't, it doesn't seem like they match up particularly well with those other top four, like, are those other those other yeah. top three teams just based on like when it really comes down to it in the playoffs and it's yeah. kind of like not not that it turns on into like a three on three or a two on two game basically right. where you've got your like top two or three guys like and then depending depending on how good your like the last five minutes of playoff games like yeah. that's what you count on all the other ones have like two three guys to to go for. And Memphis really is just Morant, isn't it? There's not really another. Right. Like you could argue, I like, maybe like Brooks or like one or two others, but like yeah. at the end of the day, like he's the only one that you'd put on the same level as Kawhi and PG or Booker and Chris Paul or Steph and Clay. Like, right. yeah. And if you were to like say, hey, Memphis wants Golden State, Golden State probably haven't home court advantage or something like that in the series. It's like Morant gets canceled out by Steph. Bane gets canceled out by Clay. Oh, Bane's the other one, yeah. And then uh, Brooks gets canceled out. Um, So then it's like... Then it's like Jordan Poole. You still have Jordan Poole with Golden State. And it's like, who do you go... Right. Well, they got rid of... They lost on a quarter, but you got... um, What's his name? Uh... 
but you canceled him out with and, uh, Andrew Wiggins. That's what this. Um, oh right, of so, course, of course, of course. So then it's like okay, then you're left to the powerful center position. I'm taking. I'm definitely Draymond and the Kevon Looney, even a Kaminga and Wiseman. That's gonna be a Tillman, uh, Stephen Adams, yeah, Adama. That's gonna own them. Yeah, um, and then with these other teams, it's like, hey, you, they might be vulnerable in this spot, but hey, um, Patrick Beverly, he's he's a pretty good defender, um, and just points wise, I could see George and well, Kawhi just putting up more stuff yeah. in other positions. Yeah. All right, so you got Golden State, and Milwaukee in the finals, and who you got between those two? We'll end on this, John's uh. John's NBA champion prediction for 2023 is it's not going to be I can tell you it's not going to be Houston or Oklahoma uh, <laughs> as much as I'd love to see that uh, even though they're in the same conference I'd love to see an Oklahoma City Orlando Magic matchup um, now uh, so while I do think these are the top teams these aren't necessarily the ones that I'm thinking are going to win it all because I, I still I do believe Golden State's the best team. I do see them winning the West. However, I mean I'd love to see the Sixers. Um, and actually, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, it's hard not taking the box. Um, again, I'd love to see something wild um, or something not repetitive. Because we're so used to seeing Golden State every darn year. Like I'd love to see finally maybe Chris Paul get his title or oh, for Clippers sure. come out Clippers like quite like resurging coming out of nowhere after an injury or maybe we see like a Memphis and a, a John Moran uh, live up to be like like I was saying that AI and do something like win a title. Unfortunately, AI got well he had to play a Kobe and a Shaq, uh, but. Something like that, something to spice it up at least. Um, yeah. But as of right now, I'd still stick with Milwaukee Golden State. Who you got between those two? I'm not letting you squirm um, your way out of this. Between team. those two, though, I'd have to go with Milwaukee. Uh, the only reason, and again, this would be very—it's a lot of what ifs. Like, I'm I'm banking. Let's say I'm banking right now, saying Milwaukee. That we can just we can just assume yeah. everybody stays. Healthy. Middleton. Middleton's healthy, so is Drew, so is Giannis. I just think, like you were mentioning, bringing in Joe Ingles and then having no big losses is really big. And they're now hungry because, well, it's been a year since they won. They got a taste, then they got a taste of what it feels like to get just ripped off by the Game 7 in Boston just short. So now they're back to being hungry. Meanwhile, Golden State Today, it's another championship. And they do have the ability to repeat, as we've seen before, but they've lost smaller pieces, which are quite significant, like Gary Payton II. Uh, he went to Portland free agency. Otto Porter Jr. went to Toronto. Um, and even though they brought in, like, DiVincenzo, I, I, I don't think he makes the, quite the impact that uh, Joe Ingles would. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would stick with the Bucks. It's just because I feel like they'd be more hungry. Fair enough. All right, people, you heard it here first. Bucks for the 2023 NBA champions. Um, any last Nichols things to watch, things that we haven't touched on? Uh, I mean, again, I'd love to see those other teams somehow make it, but I uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see who actually wins the, well, worst record. Uh, because, well, Houston and Oklahoma City, they have, especially Oklahoma City, they have draft picks for the next 20 years, it feels like. Sam Presti, um, always with the draft picks, man. Right, but it's still going to be interesting because they've got some, they've drafted so often in these top, top five picks. Hey, which of these one guys is going to emerge? Is it going to be Jalen Green with Houston? Is it going to be Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's now being healthy? Is he going to go back into his um, kind of 
star, not superstar, but kind of all-star form. Um, but then there's a lot of other guys that people forget, like Houston drafted Alpern Sungun uh, last year. That's their center. It's kind of been under the radar. They drafted Jabari Smith Jr. with the first or, yeah, first pick this year. Um, first pick. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember. Houston had it? Or, no, the third pick. Who's the third pick? Um, but, yeah, just seeing their young guys as far as Houston goes and then with Oklahoma City, okay, maybe they don't have Chad Holmgren. Eh. But you still have a lot of young guys like Robinson Earl, Baisley, Dort, Josh Giddy. Um, and just seeing, hey, what's going to become of these teams when we look at them now while they're doing terrible, and now let's, let's, let's go five years in the future. These could be teams to which are NBA playoff, NBA champion caliber teams. Yeah. Fair enough. Looking, hopefully that hopefully that's the case. It's always fun to see teams right. like make that rise up, and then like the life cycle of a team is always really interesting yeah. to watch. So, yeah. fingers crossed. So we'll get some interesting stuff uh, this season. I'm sure we will. Obviously, there's plenty of drama going around. Um, yeah. But John, thank you for your time once again. Uh, we'll get you back for the playoffs, obviously, of course, and then we'll see how wrong our predictions were. Yeah. <laughs> or see if or I right. make it to the playoffs alive before the Sixers give me a heart attack. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to happen. Maybe so. All right, guys. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>